Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Roel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners, from Los Angeles to Long Island, age successfully, making the second half of life even better than the first. A few months ago, Dr. Sherry Kelly, a widely recognized neuropsychologist, was a guest on 45 Forward, talking about how we can maintain mental wellness in an age of social media overload, on top of the social isolation, trauma, and anxiety brought on by a deadly pandemic. In today's episode, Dr. Kelly rejoins our conversation with an eminent physiopsychologist, Dr. Abraham Gerard Meyer, CEO of the Mental Wellness Society International. They'll be talking about another dire mental health issue, the daily struggles of families in Ukraine trying to cope with it and indeed survive the uncertainties of war. Doctors Kelly Meyer are members of a tireless core of professionals who are working with their colleagues in Ukraine to support families in need of daily support and services. Each week, they offer a range of programs, services, and training, collaborating online to help caregivers, teachers, health providers, and volunteers in Ukraine. In today's conversation, they'll describe their efforts to bring people together, coordinating with other relief initiatives and humanitarian organizations to help families prepare and focus on crisis responses and strategies to mobilize them to action. In a broader context, Drs. Kelly and Meyer will also talk about their vision of the Mental Wellness Society to unite experts in making mental wellness a global movement, promoting mental wellness as something more sustainable in our daily lives than just reactive, treatment-based mental health practices. So now it's a pleasure to introduce my guests, Dr. Sherry Kelly and Abraham Gerard Meyer. Doctors, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm really pleased to have you folks and, um, you know, not only talk about, you know, one of the central issues now in Ukraine, which of course is a, is a constant story and constantly changing story, but also we, we will get to, you know, you, you folks have had fascinating lives. Uh, you're, you're, you're my, uh, my prototypical 45 forward guests and that you've had continuing experiences across life. Um, and continue to evolve. So your lives are as interesting as the subject matter we cover. So, um, so we will talk about Ukraine, but before we even do that, I wanted to just, you know, backtrack a little bit and give our listeners a sense of, um, uh, of how you two met, you know, and, and the fact is that yes, uh, Ukraine is front and center, but you guys have been working on a number of issues that basically evolved into what you're doing in Ukraine. And so, so Shari, why don't you start a little bit and then I'll ask, um, uh, Abraham Gerard, um, his perspective on how you guys met and, and what you were doing before you started this in, uh, effort. Thank you. Um, I was connected um, through uh, Dr. Abraham Gerard Meyer. Um, in the middle of the COVID pandemic um, in 2020, and he had started uh, the Mental Wellness Society International, mm -hmm. and I was, you know, invited to um, participate and um, in collaboration with really an ensemble of experts from around the world in the fields of psychology, um, psychiatry, education, 
health, alternative medicine, and uh, co corporate executive coaching as well. So it was really an interesting and dynamic group of people from around the world. And believe we, the, the first international um, meeting we had really was um, in, a, I believe it was February of 21, Gerard. Mm -hmm. And it was something else because there were um, people from the world who were very concerned about how we are functioning in the middle of a pandemic and what we could do about and what resources we each bring to this wonderful organization. And so what happened was um, we were already mobilized and mm -hmm. working together and had a network of relationships when the crisis in Ukraine began this past February. And one of our members is a psychologist in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And he's very involved, was very involved with the Psychology Association in Ukraine and was a coordinator of uh, volunteers in Ukraine during the very first months of the uh, Ukraine crisis. So one of the lessons that I learned from this endeavor was how being a small or relatively small, yet very dynamic and energetic group of professionals, we were able, we were able to mobilize our efforts very quickly very efficiently early on to get support and help to people in Ukraine and to also bring together other organizations who can be on the front lines to provide health support, mental health support, um, even supplies and volunteer to Ukraine early on without moving slowly like a dinosaur, mm -hmm. like right. some big international organizations. Right. So we've been working together uh, almost, you know, I've been working almost daily with some folks on the Ukrainian project. Right. So I'm going to ask Gerard to uh, tell his side yeah, of the story. Let's, let's hear it, Gerard. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> number one, the Mental Wellness Society come from the concept mm -hmm. that mental wellness on wellness is a different model mm -hmm. than mental health. Okay. The mental health model is to repair somebody who have got a problem. And by definition, uh, he's called a patient because he's patiently waiting when <laughs> the professional make a diagnostic, a pronostic, an intervention, maybe give him pills. You have no idea what pills he is. And at the best, the person will be reset to before the problem, but he's mm -hmm. still prone to have that problem. Mm -hmm. The wellness concept, the person who is at the center, it's called mind in the loop, it's a human, mm -hmm. because we want the person to be involved to choose what type of well-being he wants. And that's the from the beginning, what makes us different of every organization that we train the people to give them information, service, support, but they become their expert mm -hmm. in themselves and their life. Mm -hmm. And they choose what type of life they want. So 
the health model is looking backwards. Mm -hmm. What happened and how do we get further from where we were? When the wellness model is looking backward design forward, mm -hmm. what is my destination? Mm -hmm. Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? So we looked at creating because there was a pandemic and we realized that life should not stop and we should use technology as a way to combat the problem mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it was a need to create something for the 21st century right. where we can get experts together and we wanted to create a big toolbox with specialists, experts from all over the world that we have invited. So how do I met with Dr. Kelly? I, I met with her through And by the way, all the members of our organization are on LinkedIn. All. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's a social media organization. And we were looking at who is have a specialty which is interesting and who is in a neck of the wood, in a part of the world mm -hmm. where we are not. So now we are in 72 countries, including 45 states in the US. Mm -hmm. We have uh, over 300 facilitators, which can be specialized in many fields, but also in odd doc type of activity like uh, color therapy or drum therapy, different things where we have specialists which really treat their client. Now, there is maybe not scientific science support, but there is support from their client that it works. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come together with scientists part of the group right. to validate things which have never been validated. And we validate active uh, new process or new things on this and make them make them mainstream right now to do that the other secret of our organization is we invite the people that we think are interesting there is a vetting process which hang pick them we want them to be expert not pay to join our organization okay that means it's free and volunteer the organization so we are not an organization where we need to raise money to pay the staff right where if we don't have the money we don't do that initiative no we can do what we can do all of us together right right so we started with that with covid and then we realized that there was a problem for the front line the mds the nurse the social workers were really getting burnout. Right. And with the burnout came also uh, a lot of suicide of MDs. By the way, the MDs is a profession which where there is the most suicide in America. Mm. That's an interesting thing mm -hmm. because they are supposed to help people not to do that. Mm -hmm. But so we were able to address it because part of my research is tunnel effect, okay. which is you focus on the problem. And when you focus on the problem, it's a physiological reaction. Your, your stress, mm -hmm. your mental stress makes your physiology to create some hormones 
which close your eyes right. vertically or horizontally, and you only see through a little hole. Right. So everything which is around you don't see. Mm-hmm. And that tunnel vision effect is what happens under stress, and it's a precursor of PTSD, right. and it's a precursor of many problems. Right. So that was the same for the doctor. Came Ukraine, and by the way, Ukraine, they have been exposed to exact to also COVID, and COVID, many people don't realize, have left the world with a worldwide PTSD. Right. There is a PTSD COVID because during COVID, people did not realize they had what we call internal locus of control. Internal locus of control is I, I can choose, I can decide, I can do what I, what I imagine, I can make it happen. Right. And it shifts their external towards external locus of control. Mm-hmm. And external locus of control is it does not depend on me, depends on outside. I don't know if I can travel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have a job. I don't know what I should do. I don't know. And at the end, I don't decide anything. And I'm prisoner of a society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people with COVID shift unconsciously. Right. And this is a PTSD mm. consequence right. of COVID. Now in Ukraine, they went through COVID and then came the war. Right. So they got a double whammy. Right. Right. But it is the same. Yeah. They yeah. focus on the problem. If they focus on the problem, they're depressed, they're anxious, they don't sleep. Yeah. Uh, and they get sick, they get a trauma. Yeah. So we develop Let's... policy. Yeah. We develop yeah. things just... to help them. We even had dietitian. We were making diet for people in Ukraine, despite the war. Right. Or how, when you don't sleep in a normal bed, how do you manage not to have a bad position of your neck or your back? Right. So it was totally, totally everything, uh, mind and body, right. to help the people in Ukraine to be resilient. Right. We help to build resilience skills and to be uh to teach them to become survivor right because you can acquire the knowledge to become a survivor right right yeah so that's you know there's a lot of uh you know focus now on um you know their situation you know materially you know they're obviously their 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 lives are in physical danger from the bombardment and the missiles and so forth and they've been dislocated and so there's a lot of um, uh, focus on providing material aid and sustenance, which is obviously important. I'm not saying that at all. But, um, you know, the issue that you're dealing with is, is uh, I would say, is, as you point out, the mind-body connection. It's equally important because they're, kind of, they're constantly living in uh, under this barrage, not only of missiles, but barrage of uncertainty all the mm-hmm. time. And so... Um, we just have a couple minutes, but I, I want to, so if we can just start uh, maybe back to you, Sherry, just talking about, you know, some of the things that um, you deal with in terms of, um, again, going back to what you said, Dr. Uh, Meyer, um, about looking at choices about, you know, their, their choices about how to go forward. So start, Sherry, you might have to interrupt for a break, but we'll hold yeah. the phone and get back to you after the break. So yeah. um, one of the first things, 
things that I present to people, no matter what their age in Ukraine, is to understand what they are actually in control of. Mm -hmm. And to, to recognize what they have control over in a situation which is really a crisis. And one of the things they have control over is their attitude mm -hmm. and, and deciding how they want to respond. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, that in itself is an important message that they do have some choice. And again, as, as Gerard mentioned, we're trying to instill within them an internal locus of control so that they feel like they have some self-efficacy, that they have some power over a situation that they might feel helpless in, and that they have the ability to choose how they want to respond. This is particularly important for parents over there. And I know we only have 30 seconds, right. but one of the things that I leave with parents is that if you don't know what to say to your children, it's okay. Because what they're really going to remember out of this is your attitude right. more than any words that you will say. Right. Great. Okay. So let's, let's just hold this thought and we'll get right back into that because that's an important notion. But folks, so we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be back uh, very shortly. We're talking much more with Dr. Sherry Kelly and Dr. Abraham Gerard Meyer. So uh, stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking with Drs. Sherry Kelly and Abraham Gerard Meyer about their work in mental wellness. Uh, first, in, uh, they've had long and, and uh, distinguished careers. Uh, we were talking about uh, how they're involved with COVID and now with Ukraine, which is a, one of the essential initiatives they're dealing with. And before the break, uh, Sherry was talking about just the importance of, of you know, working with people, letting them know, you know, the issue of control and choice. And both both of them, you know, uh, Sherry and Gerard have talked about that. But continuing along that line of thought, 
Sherry, about working with people and, you know, getting them to understand, you know, whatever the situation they, there are choices to make. Yes. You know, so um, when, when people are in crisis and they have great uncertainty in their life and their lives have been disrupted so much, um, even to the point where they're not living at home, um, they feel like they really aren't in control of very much mm-hmm. in their life, that they've lost power over their lives. And we don't want that to um, develop into hopelessness or helplessness. We want to help them find hope again. And we want them to have a goal and we want them to see a destination in this and n- realize that they're going to work through that, that this is a challenge to grow through. So, one of the things that I have told parents, for example, is to really understand the most important thing is your attitude more than any specific words that you will say to your child, because the children will pick up on your attitude mm-hmm. more than anything. And then to make goals, to have goals are very important so that you can move forward, that you have a destination to see towards. And sometimes, what works along with that is to really be very determined about what you're going to do when this is over. And that this, you know, this will get over one day and you'll come out of this. Mm-hmm. And that might mean also that you have specific goals to reach for. You have a destination, which is very important and that you have meaning. Okay. And so with parents, for example, I help them find meaning with people who are leaders of a team. Maybe it's a supervisor, maybe it's a psychologist or someone at work. I um, mean, you have a team of people working with you or at the hospital. It's understanding that it's important to assign meaning to this experience. Create a meaning if you can't immediately find one within you, create a meaning for this, that the lessons that you are teaching your children, the lessons that you are teaching your staff will last a lifetime, long after this war is over. Right, right. So Gerard, let me pick up with you now and give, you know, give a sense of, you know, what sort of interactions you have, you know, when, when you, what are, what are you hearing from people there, whether they're doctors or teachers? How do you work with them? And what are what are the, some of the things they come to you with and how do you respond? Well, first of all, all the methods which were created in the 19th century for psychology, mm-hmm. uh, they were made for a different time where you don't live in direct, in real time with the news and everything, mm-hmm. and where you have two weeks to answer to a letter and you have time to speak to one each other. Uh, that's not the era where we live. Mm-hmm. We live in real-time permanent, constant real-time, where time is a commodity in shortage, and that creates stress. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And so you need to come back to one thing. We are human. Right. And the human have an extreme quality on the other mammalians, because we are also mammalian, they have an extreme quality. We are adaptive. If we use our prefrontal cortex, 
if we use where is the reasoning, the judgment, the cognition. But if you are not engaged in the prefrontal cortex, where is using your whole brain, like we have in common with all the mammalian, then you only respond by fight, flight, freeze, everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you get scared, if you get disturbed, if you get annoyed, you will respond by flight, fight, fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze. freeze. And this is what we need to avoid because then you have a primal response and you can, and that brings you to tunnel vision effect because it will make your heart to beat, your breathing to be not good, Mm -hmm. and to have hormonal discharge, which will create panic. So the first thing we want to do is to breathe. Take mm -hmm. a second to breathe, to breathe well. There is different technique of breathing. We'll just say breathing well for now. But there is te different technique to breathe, particularly the technique which involves the vagus nerve. But you need to breathe and think. At the moment you breathe and think, you engage your cognitive system and the first things you do is okay there is that emotion which is anchored in the brain very fast but i have the choice to act on it or not first decision i act on it or not second decision i can do this or i can do that and at that moment you are you have a chance not to have a problem on that base on research we have done at Carnegie Mellon, mm -hmm. where we have found that you always end up where you look. Mm. Meaning, you don't just look with your eyes. You look also, you have also what we call your cognitive vision. And wherever you focus is where you end up. Mm -hmm. So we need to teach you to focus to a positive outcome. Because a positive outcome being positive will make you feel positive. If you look at the negative outcome, will make you feel negative and defeated before you engage. Mm -hmm. This technique is something that we are teaching to 1,500 psychologists in Ukraine. Right. Uh, we are using it in addition with, we have a partnership with the Israel uh, Trauma Coalition, 45 centers in the world, which have been created thanks to the knowledge in Israel, because we know what it is in Israel. I live in Israel now. Right. We know what it is to have bombs on threat on your head every day. Right. And that's what is something, a knowledge that we can also share with people in Ukraine, and they start to be very resilient. Everybody right. say, why they are resilient? Well, they have a lot of uh, support coming from Israel to know how to be resilient in a situation of war. Right. So and what do you look? So right. what is your destination? Very simple. You have the choice to decide. Something happens. A rocket explodes. Touch yourself. If you touch yourself and feel yourself and you are whole, then you are alive. And right. if you are alive, your mission is to survive. Right. And you need to focus on your survival. Right. And if you focus on the survival, pretty good chance you will survive. Right. So, so let's, that's the method. Let me just take a step back. So um, 
I just want to get a sense of, so these are the sorts of things that you're working with um, a variety of people um, in Ukraine. So, so these are lessons that you're conveying through programs, through webinars, right? Through um, webinars, you know, we have a library, a library in Ukrainian, mm-hmm. a library in English. Uh, we, we do a lot of program on training programs for professionals. Right, so they're online training, right? So, Sherry, yeah. give us give, give us a sense of, on a weekly basis, the kinds of um, you know families and situations you're dealing with. I mean, you've mentioned to me about you know, there are mothers, and so yeah. this is clearly um, an intergenerational endeavor, you know, involving adults, older adults, seniors, younger adults, adolescents. So, what are the types of situations that are your you're faced with every every week? Well, the, the situations are changing. So, um, you know, thanks to Gerard, I was able to connect with our member, for example, who's a psychologist, who very early on, I think probably but the first six weeks um, or two months of this crisis, was living mostly, most of the time, in a train station. Mm. And so through him, I would talk to him almost every day um, about the type of situations he would find himself in as a psychologist and how to help people in the train station. And then I also spoke to other volunteers working in the bomb shelters um, or the train station about and via Zoom or WhatsApp. You're very creative here. So it's real time. Um, about the situations that they're having, whether it's a, a mother who's hysterical crying and doesn't know how to help her child, uh, how to calm that mother down, what to say to her, um, to having a webinar for moms in the train station, in the bomb shelter, to um, speaking with other therapists, social workers from Ukraine, um, some of whom are not only in Ukraine, but are now in refugee centers in Poland or Germany. And I've I've given webinars to them. And then I've also worked in giving webinars to business people and executives who are trying to work when they can, how they can, either by staying in Ukraine or people have moved out to neighboring countries and are working remotely. So those are just, you know, some examples. And one example is, you know, well, how do I, how do I cope when I'm really, really stressed out? And how do I get myself centered? So as Dr. Meyer said, there's breathing techniques that you can do. And one of our colleagues developed a yoga dance video that Mm -hmm. we sent to people for when they were stuck in a shelter or in a train station or away from home, because you're curled up or you're in a very small space. Um, I, for example, did a workshop on how do you utilize um, psychology strategies for crisis? And this was really helpful. And for, you know, for example, one of the things that I tell them is that you, you can't just think your way out of a crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. You have to actually do your way out of a crisis. And that often you know, involves changing what you've been doing, changing your habits, changing how you're thinking, then what we call behavioral activation. 
you actually do something so that you're not just passive. Right, right. I think that you've talked about that too, Dr. Meyer, you know, in terms of, you know, um, basically uh, letting people know they have choices, but also in these kinds of situations, directing them like you have to do something now. Yeah, well, the trauma we see there, because we need to speak maybe about what type of trauma. Mm -hmm. okay. At the beginning, they were afraid and they were going in, in refugee uh even in 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 uh, leave east of the country, they were going in refugee camp where they were arriving 30, 40,000 per day. Mm -hmm. And the system was not, uh, uh, I don't know what means the uh, sign we have here. Yeah. Now we're just going to keep, now, now keep going. We're, we have a few minutes okay. before the break. So, so uh, they arrive in the camp. Mm -hmm. And the main thing is there were thousands and thousands of people and there was no privacy and there was the children who were crying and, the, and there was COVID also in addition mm -hmm. to that, that thing where they were sleeping one in the face of another one. So that was the beginning. And at that time also they were not sure who was a real Ukrainian from mm -hmm. who was an agent for the Russian. Right. So there was suspicion and anxiety. Things went better. The people decided to leave the camp and go back home under the bomb because it was better. And they said they prefer to die home with dignity mm -hmm. than to be in one of those places like it was. It was very difficult. Then they had to face for women a lot of problem of rape, mm -hmm. a lot of problem of abuse. Uh, then there was uh, other problems. The older population had flashback with 1940, mm. and they started to re re relive yeah. what happened during the Nazi time, and they were completely terrorized in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then the women have to take care of the house because the man have to be on the front or have to be a volunteer. Right. And the woman is alone. Or the women are living outside in refugee camp or going in, uh, in other country. And there have been a lot of abuse on women to entrap them to do things they don't want that they have done to protect their children. That's a big trauma too. Right. right. And the main problem is that the woman had to find a way to bring food and money for, or for the house, because the man is not there. So now there is a little bit more normality coming, but we are in a situation of long-term, and now the trauma is long-term. And for example, to see a psychologist, they have to wait a long time. So that's the problem they are facing. The situation evaluates, but the uh i would say resolve is mm -hmm. not in in sight and that's where they need to learn to be able to be resilient for a long time now right and okay. uh, that that's part of the problem we have on the on the problem are the people giving them advice right the people giving them treatment right. are themselves overwhelmed right all that thought all that thought where i I, I, I will stop on overwhelm, but we'll get back to right to that notion. We're okay. going to take another quick break. 
but don't go anywhere, folks. We'll have much more in our final segment uh, with Dr. Uh, Sherry Kelly and Gerard Meyer. So we'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking with Dr. Sherry Kelly and Abraham Gerard Meyer. Uh, right now, we're focusing on the, the, what their long careers on kind of mental wellness, and we're, we're talking about Ukraine. And before the break, Dr. Meyer was talking about just the notion of, of, of working with people who feel overwhelmed. So I wanted to basically pick up on that because I, uh, this is a, a an overwhelming sentiment and also affecting not only you know the you know the, the the regular folks in Ukraine but also the professionals you're working with so how do you how do you counsel people and 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 work them through this because a lot of it is that sort of an unending uncertainty they don't know how long this is going to last where it's going to go so what it, how do you work with this situation how long it will go is not important okay what is important is you survive okay. as long as it will take Okay. So that you need to not use the time to become stressful to you. So you need to say, okay, it will take what it takes, but this is where I go and what I do, no mm-hmm. matter what. So it's a commitment and it's a motivation. And that's where it's positive mm-hmm. versus 
the negative part, which is I don't know, or the worst of all. The demotivating, the worst of all, is why it is happening to you, to me. Why is it happening? Mm -hmm. Why this? Why that? Because why is a blame game and why does not help you? Mm-hmm. What helps you is what is happening and be aware of what are your choice. Mm-hmm. And your choice has to be made by your intelligence so you cannot act in a primal way. Oh, I am afraid. Oh, I'm running away. Oh, I'm putting my head in the sand. No, uh, as a human, you use your intelligence to adapt to the situation. And we have been adapting to terrible things in the past. Mm-hmm. And there is not what I tell to many people in Ukraine. There have not been a war which lasts forever anywhere in the world. And I come from a country where there was a war of 300 years between England and France. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but and, and everybody survived. Okay. So survival is something very important, but it's a skill you can develop. And you can only have, if you are not afraid, and if you keep all your sanity and your calm. And to keep your calm, you need to be mentally and physically fit. So you need to know to breathe. You need to know to relax. You need, on one element we do in Ukraine, we remind them that the best survival element for them is to make every day an act of goodness to people they don't know. Mm. By helping others, they help themselves. Because by helping others, they act as a human, not as an animalistic uh, type of reaction. And that has a a great success. They help each other. And that helps also the resilience in uh, in Ukraine. So it's to be positive, Negative news, you don't need to share or comment. Spend your time to be positive. Spread the positivity virus. And a smile, a smile, something, but that helps. And that's the way you survive. And many times, we take the example of uh, uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl, who was in concentration camp and who developed uh, logotomy, which was a new development in psychology saying it's not because I am in concentration camp in the worst place of the of the world treated like an animal that I will become an animal and those things will not affect who I am mm-hmm. I am who I who am I who I am and when I come out I will help other people in the same situation that's what he did so uh, the Ukrainians, uh, psychologists with whom we work say if they have the siren goes and they need to escape their apartment, the first thing they take and the only thing they take is the book of Viktor Frankl mm. because it's yeah. a survival kit. Right. Sherry, you want to jump in a little bit and give yeah. a little bit of your perspective? So one of the things that this, this is again elaborating on what Gerard said. Um, I I work with people and I really try to stress the importance of not being afraid because fear will make you a victim. Mm-hmm. And they, they seem to really like that. They understand that. And 
um, and not to wait to decide how to respond. So I, I, we go through exercises when they're feeling stressed, they're feeling that they're in crisis, they're feeling that something bad might happen. Um, I, you know, I work with them and say, you, you don't wait to find out how you're gonna react. You plan your response sets in advance. And we actually practice that in supportive therapy or counseling or coaching. And in my workshops for parents that I've done and also with executives, we talk about preparing for situations in advance and preparing response sets. And this is very much in line with what mindful choice uh, strategies are about because you start to learn how to see things to, in a way where you can make a choice of how do you want to respond and what are the best choices for responding in a crisis situation. But the key is not to be passive and wait and find out what happens. You have to be proactive, not reactive, and decide in advance. You can. You can imagine situations and decide in advance. How should I respond in that situation in a way that is going to help me survive, help me thrive, help me get to my ultimate goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't trust yourself. Right. Because right. if you don't trust yourself, you are lost. Right. You are doomed. Right. Yeah. You, need to you know, trust yourself. And, and I think, and I think um, Gerard can speak about this. Um, there's, there's something that we're not talking about yet, which everyone has in Ukraine, um, you know, there's a lot of feeling, a lot of feeling of their stress and anxiety is actually um, anger, mm. you know, and there's a lot of anger. Right, right. Okay. And as therapists, uh, we don't back away from anger. Mm -hmm. And anger can come out, it can behaviors and so that's another tool that we use is to better understand our anger what is floating underneath that anger iceberg mm -hmm. how to cope with it what does that anger mean what is that telling you what's it alerting you to because it's anger is like an alarm system it's not something to be afraid of right right yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that you mentioned to me earlier, Sherry, was that the um, the notion of the the folks, your folks in the mental wellness society. So you're you're a group of grounded academicians as well as real world problem solvers, <laughs> <laughs> which is I think important. That you know, and even as you're talking about you know a crisis situation, what I wanted to talk about in the last few minutes we have. Um, is just going back to the notion that you, yes, you're dealing with the crisis, but you're also uh, working with people to develop skills for a longer range uh, life. And, and you know, so again, Gerard, going back to your differentiation between mental health and mental wellness, I think that I just want to you know end on a little bit of expanding on that notion uh, from both of your perspective on your 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 broader goals, you know, beyond you know whatever the next crisis is after Ukraine. In fact, life is a succession of crises. Mm -hmm. And more than a succession of crises, a succession of decisions. Humans don't realize they make 47,000 decisions a day. Mm 
how many wow. they realize very little because they are made by automatism on subconscious mm -hmm. the idea is to be conscious and to be aware the mental wellness society is based on choosing what type of well-being you want mm -hmm. well-being not sickness what not suffering not problems well-being means to to feel well even in the even despite the war because you are alive and you need to protect that yours and your family and this is really what is the most important and we teach them a technique of red door green door red door is the negative thought you have the skeleton you have in the closet you don't need to open that door you know that when you come close to there you have already gas pain okay right. and tension on your on your heartbeat is is going up so but as life is a binary choice if there is a red door there is a green door look for the green door and there is always a green door and if you take the green door you will be immune to negative situation to feel overwhelmed to because overwhelmed means what it means your mind is full okay mm -hmm. but in mind um, a full mind is not to be mindful we mm. want you to be mindful and in right. fact it's to have less in your mind right so that's what we are working on and uh, it's a very we believe that human have the capacity of adaptability mm. human if they do it well can harness nature if they don't do it well they can be creating a system which turn against them that's why in effect right so you have a choice which way you go and even in war you can be in peace with yourself mm -hmm. and uh, that's an Im important element right right Sherry? yes and it, this is really important also for parents to know or for the mothers that are alone in ukraine um is how do you want your children to come out of this mm-hmm Okay, this has been devastating for the children. They were already experiencing isolation and fear from COVID. And then this happens, okay? And many of them are now, you know, entering adulthood. They were little boys when COVID started and now they're gonna go to war. And so the mothers need to think about what lessons do they, they want to teach their children? How do they want their children to get out of, out of this situation? And as, as Gerard often says, you know, you, you put your, your attention to where you're looking at, mm -hmm. you know, and you end up where you look. Right. And right. so we really focus on strengths, individual strengths that people have, character strengths and what their goals are what they how they want to grow through this so that they feel more resilient and they, they've gone actually beyond just coping into resilience and flourishing through this situation right now uh, you know we we have to unfortunately close fairly soon but i just want to before we leave um is is there some way i mean i'm sure that people listening might have questions and i'm sure you have lots of 
things on your plate, but are there ways that they can get more information about the kinds of things you're working on at the Mental Wellness uh, Society or to be in, in touch with you uh, without overwhelming you? Um, how, do, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. So number one, uh, we have a website. Mm -hmm. On the website is uh, very simple. Right. It's uh, you do in mental wellness society. Mental wellness society.com. Right. Okay. And Sherry, mental how about wellness society.com? Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dr. Sherry can give her email too. Yeah. You can learn more about my work at positiviteens.com or mindandheartcoaching.com. And I'm there on the mental wellness society website as well. Right. And we are, there's also free resources on our website. Okay. Uh, so, you know, when people visit the website, they can see the resources that were created. Okay. We'll have to, um, by the yeah. so I'm sorry, we'll have to end there, but I, I wanted to thank you very much, both of you for a tremendous oh, program. Thank you. And, yes, thank uh, you. uh, be sure to join me next Monday, folks, uh, 12 noon or 3 PM Eastern time, uh, for another edition of our show. Uh, so until then, uh, keep moving forward. 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week. <laughs>